0: and household penetration doubling in the past year alone, refrigerated Greek yogurt snack producer Cleo Snacks believes its voice will become louder as we move into 2023, particularly as the pandemic and the inflationary environment has subdued innovation in the sector, according to CEO John McGuckin, presenting opportunities for Cleo to make a real debt in the $135 million handheld bar category. We chat to McGuckin and Chief Marketing Officer Rachel Moore to find out the strategy behind this fast-tracking brand. John and Rachel, thank you so much indeed for joining me today. Firstly, can you tell me what your strategies are to grow the company?
1: Our strategy is um, we believe that our product is very unique and offers the consumer a solution that, you know, had up until this time not existed in the supermarket. So the, the attributes associated with the bar, the handheld nature, the Greek yogurt goodness, uh, the chocolate, the permissible indulgence, the high protein, the low sugar on a relative basis, puts us in a, in a in a very unique position. And consumers are certainly responding to that, as is the trade. So when we look at our strategy, Certainly, we, will, we need to continue to develop our household penetration, which has doubled over the past, just the past year. And we need to continue to expand our distribution. So our distribution has grown 54% in terms of total doors just this year. And believe it or not, CLEO already has an ACV uh, topping 52%. So um, we're on our way, but I think our voice will become louder as Mm -hmm. uh, we move into 2023, and one of the things that we really need to do is better define the merchandising for this particular category. So, handheld bars in refrigerated are growing dramatically. Handheld bars now represent about $135 million in annual sales and growing at about 35 percent, and one of the challenges has been to establish that footprint with retailers uh, whereby consumers have a destination to go to. Up until now, many retailers sort of, they put the bars in, but they're sort of hidden in the in this giant yogurt mass mm-hmm. of stuff. And we're really trying to carve out a, uh, a section where Perfect Bar and Clio can reside and provide that destination for the consumer. Rachel may want to add to that.
2: No, I think John captured kind of our overarching strategy, which is Clio – should be where every refrigerated snack is sold. We see that from a consumption perspective where we work not only in Walmart, but we work in Whole Foods and Sam's Club and um, Costco and Target. And we kind of work across the, across all retailers. And from from that standpoint, we believe Clio, like I said, plays a role where anyone buys refrigerated bars. And so we believe that expansion to those places is critical. And also, as John mentioned, driving new users in. Um, when we expose consumers to this product, 76% want to purchase. And so we have a very large base that we have an opportunity to go after, and we're excited to continue to drive more consumers into the brand.
0: Can you share some insights into consumer behavior? Has it changed because of the pandemic?
1: It has. So, uh, however, we do see some constants remaining over the you know course of the past five or six years. Snacking continues to grow. Uh, 62% of consumers are replacing at least one meal a, a day with a snack. Uh, we had one person organization refer to this as SMEALS, so it's kind of the intersection between snacking mm-hmm. and meals. And um, we do see that uh, because of the pandemic uh, in particular, uh, that there's been a big growth in, in, in retailer.com purchases, fewer trips to the grocery store, so consumers are tend to be loading up. We've seen uh, trends in terms of you know, private label and value buys and deals, um, but still remaining through all this is a growth and desire for permissible indulgence.
0: Rachel, has the marketing message had to change because of the pandemic?
2: I think it's more about where we've found people, right? Consumers are looking for brands in, in different places than they did pre-pandemic. So as John mentioned, we've seen consumers shift to .com. And so we have to intercept them when they're searching for bars or yogurt, we're intercepting that purchase there versus that shelf. Um, we still see a large percentage of our consumers walking into the store now, especially two years later, um, and we have to find them there as well. Um, but it's really had to change how we engage and find those consumers um, like John mentioned, I think the beauty of it is that through the pandemic, um, people still wanted to indulge. Like we, we, I think all felt a little scared and a little, the the future was unknown. And so consumers indulgence kind of rose through that. And what's again, the kind of beauty of Clio is we are, and I, and I always say this, this phrase is overused permissible indulgence, but what I think Clio does so unbelievably well is we take something that's innately permissible, Greek yogurt, and we make it indulgent. And so consumers through that pandemic and post-pandemic now can continue to indulge without the guilt, without any of that kind of stuff that comes with uh, after you eat that that bowl of ice cream or the 10 Oreos that I probably ate every day during the pandemic, right? You're like you don't have that feeling. And so for us, that's that's where Clio's really been able to stick through it all
0: is clear being impacted by the other challenges that we are facing at the moment,
1: so we're we're challenged with the same thing that everyone else is challenged with through this inflationary period. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're very fortunate for is the fact that we we became innovation uh, for a large number of customers and consumers just prior to the pandemic hitting. So, um, we have our innovation in the street and it's growing and we've been able to expand our flavor offerings um, and our innovation, innovative profile. Now we're introducing multi packs, which are also uh, a critical consumer trend that's developing. People are buying more multi packs and, and we're going to be participating in that and beginning in September. Mm-hmm. But I think that to a large degree, due to inflationary and margin pressures, a lot of companies have resisted innovation. It's it's become risky right. uh, to a certain extent uh, through this time as they're struggling with labor and they're struggling with inflation. And so companies have sort of uh, SKU optimized themselves and protected their core items, their their core brands at the expense of innovation. So I, I do think we've seen much less innovation. Over the course of the well, since the pandemic began, hopefully, uh, as things turn in 2023, we'll begin to see more innovation. But I think we've been able to I think it's been opportunistic for us because we are such an innovative product for today's consumer.
2: What are today's biggest trends, Rachel? I think, um, like I mentioned, I think consumers are, uh, will always and have always continued to want permissible indulgence. I think that is something we see continuing to be the case. Um, and we're, in fact, even seeing that grow. We're saying when we were doing a little more digging, 74% of consumers say they can't imagine a world without chocolate, for instance. And 80% of consumers note when indulging, they, 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 want at least one a day. And so we're seeing that continue to rise. So I think that's where Clio reds kind of a beautiful trend. I think as we mentioned during the pandemic and post pandemic, we're seeing consumers shift more towards fresh. That's a huge, we believe, opportunity for Clio as well, because consumers have access to their fridge or did for two years, and have now rooted those kind of behaviors into what they do day in and day out. And so we believe consumers are gonna to continue to expect fresh, and they're gonna to continue to expect kind of better for you ingredient list. They, they have high expectations, and we believe they should be allowed to, and, and we are feel like, again, we can lean into that in a really beautiful way. So I think those are some of the critical things we're seeing um, in market, And then product wise, as John mentioned, I think we're also seeing uh, brands react to changing behavior where consumers are are shopping less often in stores. They're bulk buying. And so um, multi-packs and multi-serve options continue to grow. And so that's another Mm -hmm. trend we're definitely seeing again, both post-pandemic and in the economic times that we're in. I think there's there's an opportunity for brands to really lean into um, this kind of larger bulk buying behavior that we're seeing consumers do. Can you tell me about the company? How it began?
1: So, so Rachel was here for the four and a half years. Go ahead, Rachel.
2: Clio was founded um, by our founder and now head of the board, um, Sergey Konchakovsky. He was uh, a Ukrainian immigrant, actually, who came to the U.S. in his 20s um, with his family. Uh, he was a doctor by trade, but ended up in accounting and and by kind of a couple of. Uh, acts of of fate or whatnot, um, he ultimately was able to kind of come up with the textured yogurt that you see in the product today. It was actually a a forgotten lamb roast uh, for his wife's birthday, where they were doing a yogurt rub for the outside of the lamb, and it was left in the back of the fridge. His kids uncovered it and uh, really felt like there was something interesting there, Um, not only from a texture perspective, but it reminded him of a snack he used to have in Ukraine that used to be made of farmer's cheese, and then it was surrounded by chocolate. And so He ultimately went around the country and even internationally to try and find ways to make this product and everyone told him it's going to be far too expensive or far too difficult and so he ended up buying a lot of machinery on his own off auction in europe and and here domestically and ultimately built a a facility in new jersey and he produced his first bar in 2015 selling it feet on the streets in new jersey and new york uh, for about three years until 2018 that's actually when i came on board. And we executed a, a kind of brand, I'll call it a not a rebrand, but a brand build um, to ultimately mm-hmm. take the product to market. And it was at that point that Clio went from about 200 regional doors um, to Walmart uh, overnight. Um, wow. And it's its a funny story because the Walmart buyer actually left a voicemail on Sergey's uh, cell phone saying, I'm interested in your product. So really a huge unlock for the business and ultimately from there the ball was rolling between whole foods target again uh costco sam's club kroger now um cleo can be found in over 15,000 doors nationwide and and so the growth over the last four and a half years has been pretty phenomenal as the as the brand has reached more doors as well as more consumers um and grown into the business that it is today
0: I didn't realize the Ukrainian link there. Yeah. have you got very involved with raising funds for the crisis?
2: Yeah, this is something Sergey is extremely passionate about, and we as an organization are continuing to try and find ways to continue to support so back in March um when we found when uh, the war kind of was out of vengeance, we um executed a pretty large um, raise with our consumer, fundraise with our consumers. We matched donations or we matched purchases on our website and donated to a a wonderful organization out of New York called Razum for Ukraine. They're um, an incredible organization that helps support directly um, the initiatives that are happening there, donating um, medical supplies and uh, and also having kind of roots here in the U.S. to help supplement and support that delivery of those goods to Ukraine. And so we were able to make a donation at that point. And then actually just a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had our company picnic. And so we uh, were able to build these medical kits as an organization in person. We built over 100 medical kits um, and we'll continue to be executing these kinds of support tactics or support initiatives because we feel like it's just, again, such an important thing for us organizationally. Um, And we, like I said, are are excited to continue to be able to support them in, in any way we can.
1: We're real um, excited about the future. We think we have a uh, tremendous potential in front of us, and um,
2: we're looking to take advantage of that. What
0: NPD do you have in the pipeline?
2: Over the last four years, have developed what I call a really robust platform strategy. So, you've our, our kind of most known and most rooted product in terms of distribution is our um, original, what we call original bars. They're 100 calorie or 140 calories, excuse me, eight grams of protein to nine grams of protein. And they're what's distributed across the country. Um, They come in a variety of flavors and again meet that perfect kind of permissible indulgence need. But over time, we've developed additional platforms to help reach new consumers um, and new usage occasions for our consumers. So we have our less sugar line, 100 calories, uh, one gram of sugar. We have our uh, mini bars, which are 22 grams. So about 50% of the size of our core bars, they come in an eight pack, really leaning into that kind of mindless snacking occasion, we like to say. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Parfait, which is a layer of granola, a layer of yogurt, um, and really leaning into the breakfast occasion. We're seeing consumers continue to grow in that usage occasion. And so across those four lines, we believe we have this pretty incredible these incredible platforms that, again, meet unique user and usage needs. And so with that, what when we think about expansion and growth, it's really about honing in and finessing those product lines, finessing the flavors that are in them, continuing to grow those pipelines by product line okay. to be able to meet those consumer needs and make sure we're putting those right products in the right places. Um, and so for us, that's our focus in the short term is really kind of getting that product line out there. Um, and then again, we don't think that there, there's a limitation on where this brand can go given its positioning. Um, down the line, there are opportunities and things like kids, there's opportunities and, and other pack sizes and whatnot. But right now, we're kind of really focused on, on what we're doing now because we believe we're, again, hitting both usage expansion and user expansion.
0: How important is social media and celebrity endorsement for the brand?
2: Social's been critical to this brand, and I think, right for us, it's a it's a way for us to meet and and engage directly one on one with our consumer. From day one, what we've tried to do is really build that personal one to one relationship because we believe, and and we're seeing it today, right? As social media continues to evolve. We're seeing relationship and loyal, like a relationship with loyalists, be the most critical thing for a brand. And so social media has been a platform for us to drive brand awareness. It's been a platform for us to engage with our loyalists. As I mentioned, we actually have an ambassador program with over 4,000 ambassadors to date now. Wow. and our yeah and it's been and it's been a way for us to like I said kind of bring brand to life personify the brand and so it has been it's been highly critical for us but at the same time it's been again a vehicle for us to do one thing it's to build that one to one relationship with our consumer so whether online or offline that's that's what we're trying to ultimately achieve and and for us that's been i think more important than any sort of celebrity endorsement, we've done macro influencer work like many brands, et cetera, but for us again, we feel like that that consumer, the everyday buyer who has a voice within their community is, is who we need to that voice is the one we need to amplify.
0: John, where do you see Clio's next in say five years from now?
1: I would say that within five years that that Clio will likely uh, be a target for for a strategic uh, we just saw Mondelez just this past year uh, pick up Cliff Bar for 2.9 billion dollars
0: mm-hmm. so
1: I think that this this bar category as it migrates into uh successful showing within the refrigerated environs uh, will continue to attract attention and uh and and the category will develop significantly um, really due to all of the attributes that Rachel has alluded to
0: what are your predictions for 2023? For
1: the brand, I think we'll continue to grow at, you know, 35 to 40 percent. We'll continue to expand our retail footprint. We'll launch our multipacks and uh, gain that merchandising solution that I was referring to earlier,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where through category management, we'll be able to kind of define a destination for consumers in, in the case. And I think we'll begin to expand um, through this food service segment, as I mentioned earlier, into colleges and universities, airports and hospitality.
2: If we think 2023 and beyond, I think it's really starting to seed that vision of Clio being everywhere where fresh snacks are sold and, and consumed. And so we're excited to be able to continue to seed the product in some of these new channels. Like John mentioned, um, we think food service is a huge opportunity and away from home as a, as a sampling vehicle. I think also it's, it's just continuing to expand that user base. Like John mentioned, we've doubled our household penetration, which is great. We hope to do that yet again, right? Um, and so for us, it's really about welcoming new users and continuing to foster that relationship with those that are are huge fans and loyalists of this brand, and and continue to kind of build build from there.
1: The only other thing I would I would stress is that as we look at plant based and the development of, of plant based solutions, that's something that we'll also keep on our radar moving forward mm-hmm. uh, to see if there's an application for Clio. Uh, but right now that's not in the works.
2: To kind of build on that from, John, from what John mentioned, um, I think for us, right, it's about, and, and John alluded to it earlier, it's about authenticity and it's about making sure that we're, um, we're meeting the expectations of our consumer. And what Clio does is it meets, again, permissible indulgence without sacrifice. And so if we can achieve that in other categories, like or in other forms or types like plant, then that's a, a space we'll go, but it's gonna always be about keeping that our singular focus, making sure we're, we're, there's no sacrifice required when you're consuming a Cleo bar.